0: Patrick Toohey, I feel like we have done this before. Maybe have we already been in the basement of the Show Me Institute to talk about the Loop Trolley?
1: Uh, well, certainly, Show Me Institute writers have been writing about the Loop Trolley for almost ten years.
0: Yeah, it doesn't go away.
1: It well, it, it but it, it, it might. <laughs> it might go away. It doesn't work. That's the constant. But yet, people are willing to spend money on a dream, and yeah. you can tell them all the time this isn't going to work um, and it doesn't work and they don't uh, want to give up.
0: Yeah, and I, I feel like for me sometimes saying I told you so is just so unpleasant and in this case if it turns out that this entire project fails within a year it just feels bad to me. It's, I don't get a chuckle out of it at all.
1: No, there's no satisfaction mm-hmm. in vindication but no. but we have to learn lessons. We have That's to right. understand Uh, that there were all sorts of red flags. Uh, The Show Me Institute and others have been against this, asked significant questions, 2010, 2012, 2014, we've been reporting on this. Nobody should be surprised. But the question is, how are we going to learn lessons from this and uh, move forward on other public policy?
0: Yeah, Uh, we sort of launched quickly here. But when I moved here in 2015, I live in the district where the trolley is. And Somebody mentioned an extra, maybe I just looked at my sales tax on a receipt, and I was like, whoa, that's high. And somebody mentioned there's an extra tax because they're going to be building a trolley. The first I ever heard of it. And then sure enough, the streets are getting torn up. People are kind of laughing about the trolley. When you realize it's a trolley going from one museum up a street, turn a corner, down a street, and that's it. It doesn't go anywhere, really. It was kind of hard to understand why it was happening. And yet it was ultimately more than $50 million.
1: So let's so let's back up because yeah, we give did me just little, jump into this. Give me a little history. So for years and years the federal government didn't give any money to streetcar projects or trolley projects. They were really interested in a return on their investment. So you saw uh, federal grants for transportation in the form of buses, bus rapid transit. We have that in Kansas City. We call it the Max and it you know, stops It's sort of like a a, a um, Oh, I've forgotten the term now, like uh, an express. You know, it stops uh, every other or every third stop or something like that. And those are really valuable forms of transportation. Of course, you're using the existing infrastructure of the roads. You're putting a bus on there. Uh, And in Kansas City, at least, it's a pretty uh, neat... uh, experience. They've got Wi-Fi on the bus. The yeah. screen tells you where you are and where you're stopping next. It, it's really very convenient.
0: DC has one called the circulator. I used to take it all the time. And it basically goes on the, the main routes that people would be driving and it stops every block. So no matter what, get on, get off. No, Took I Took it all the time. 35 cents.
1: It's a great way to provide transit. And the, the demonstration yeah. of that is that it is relied upon heavily by people who use transit to actually get to work. Yeah. They can, and, and, and if there's a, uh, you know, a, a water main break or a parade, you can reroute. I mean, it it is clearly the most um, a sensical form of getting people around, if I'm not making up words. But then in the Obama administration, uh, the federal government started giving out grants to streetcars. Um, These were not um, uh, efficient or cost-effective ways, but uh, people kind of believed that they were job creators or that they drove economic development. We can talk more about that later. And so you saw an awful lot of uh, uh, streetcars popping up around the country because the federal government was helping pay for it. So, it might not ever be something that a city would make if they had to, uh, or a decision a city would make if they had to pay for it themselves, but this was free uh, money coming from Uncle Sugar, and why not? And so you saw these uh, expand, but they still don't make sense. Um, They are an awfully expensive uh, maintenance project uh, to upkeep. um, And so, oftentimes, for example, what's happening in Kansas City is. Uh, They constantly seek to expand because when they expand it, they get more federal dollars. Oh, sure. And it's still it it doesn't make the project uh, make sense in the long term, but it makes it make sense right now.
0: And people are murmuring that here. So as it's about to fail, people are like, what we should do is just extend the track.
1: That's right. And so uh, so. Street cars, trolleys kind of captured the imagination kind of nostalgic oh people think it's neat uh, hipsters uh, seem to like it or at least the uh, cities claim that they do and they believe that if we just build uh, you know a streetcar fixed rail that uh, it will increase economic development now, the research says that's not uh, that's not what's happening even in places that have seen a boom like portland uh, they will tell you themselves like no we we laid a streetcar and then we provided economic development incentives all along the route Uh, but again people see the streetcar and they think something new is happening Uh, it's hugely expensive what happened in st louis is uh there was in 2010 i think starting the idea of building a a a trolley just to go between like you said a museum and a shopping district and i think it
0: follows the track of a trolley from like the turn of the century when people did not have cars to go to work. And it was like, wow, this is going to be an amazing form of transportation. I can now go a mile and a half in, (laughs) you know, 30 minutes. And so it was like an amazing development. And so that's, as I understand it, that picked the route.
1: And and there (laughs) is an awful lot of nostalgia. I mean, the idea that in 2019 or 2018, we'd be looking towards 19th century transportation. Uh, but but it is nostalgia. It's romance. Sure. Uh, Kansas City talks about it. We used to have streetcars. We don't anymore. You'd think that would be a lesson in and of itself. And so, again, uh, we launched the the loop trolley. It was uh, uh, built uh, far more expensively than was projected. It started late. And now, as you said earlier, we are within an e- a year of its uh, starting and they're looking to the city and the county for seven hundred thousand dollars to operate into the new year and I don't even know like, how far into the new year that gets us I
0: think the first two hundred thousand is to keep them open more than two weeks so without two hundred thousand they're closing down mid-november I think the re- revenue that they estimated they would have gotten by now is four hundred thousand they've gotten like twenty five thousand and it's honestly I I that's my commute to work I see tro- uh, loop trolley cars all the time they are almost always empty, if not maybe three to five people. They just run empty cars.
1: And so the question... It's like a
0: slow train. Uh, that's a, not a good appropriate analogy, but it's like, it is literally like a slow train wreck. It's like you're watching this happen. You're like, there's no way this is going to work.
1: And and that's what people have been saying. Uh, uh, you know, our colleagues, present and former at the Show Me Institute have been saying this for... Uh, for 10 years and we asked all sorts of great questions which is you know why are taxpayers having to pay for this what's your revenue source uh, how much money are ticket sales where people are ticket sales gonna uh, uh, raise where are people gonna park yeah um, and then you're putting the cost on the businesses along the route it, it just it was Several never a good idea while but,
0: they were trying to put the tracks down
1: but people have fallen in love with this romantic notion that just makes poor business sense and and the tragedy is if there was for a private development, we see this all the time. Somebody opens up a, an odd restaurant on an odd store, and we think that's not going to work, and it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that was their <clears throat> own private investment. Sure. But the loop trolley is dragging taxpayers down with it, and 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 the idea that the city or the county would give seven hundred thousand more—that's not a solution. That's just kicking the ball uh, into twenty twenty. Good
0: money after bad, and and honestly, this happens. T- in a year when St. Louis has had record-setting violence, particularly against children, unfortunately, and we have so many just basic problems that are not being taken care of, and then we've got this oddball 50 million dollar project. I mean, 50 million dollars is a lot of money, and uh, it's going to end up minimally going up in smoke. but you know, if it in fact fails, they're going to have to take out the rail. They're going to have to dismantle the thing. That's going to be costly.
1: No, that's right. And I understand that University City wouldn't even allow the streetcar rails to operate until they had come up with a bond to pay for exactly that, tearing it up. Some people have said uh, that, um, I think I read in the Riverfront Times this morning, that he said, oh, well, we should keep it open because to tear it down would be a problem and let's serve alcohol. And I thought to myself, well, what does it cost to get insurance for a trolley car that serves alcohol. And second of all, no. Yeah. We we saw this coming. We It's now here. It's a failure. The solution isn't, well, we're too embarrassed to admit failure. Stop it. Stop this experiment. Stop
0: digging. That's what I've always found to be helpful when you're in a hole. Stop digging.
1: And then one of the crazy arguments made in favor of fixed rail transit in Kansas City and St. Louis and elsewhere is... It is successful because it's expensive, right? What they'll say is, well, a store may not want to operate along Main Street because even though there's a bus there, you know, a bus route could change. And that store owner wants to make sure that the transit people use up and down its street (laughs) stays. But fixed rail. Oh, it's staying. It's staying. And that's such an absurd, such an absurd argument. Uh, You know, but bus routes serve people. where they want to go. Exactly. And if a, if a location is popular, if people want to go to those shops, that's the route they're going to serve. The idea of saying we need to put fixed rail so that we can't change our mind, like basically we're going to uh, uh, handcuff ourselves to this policy so that in 10 years we're locked down or saying, well, we've already laid the track, so let's find a different use. It, it is a sinkhole. And I think you're absolutely right. Kansas City, St. Louis, so many cities around the country have serious issues uh, infrastructure serious basic needs and yet we still continue to throw money at these touristy frou-frou projects that that maybe make us feel good perhaps but certainly don't show any return
0: what do we do to learn going forward what do we do i mean we
1: we've got to do a much better job of, of asking questions and we've got to do a much better job of protecting public tax dollars so again uh if somebody wants to launch a streetcar or, or something else, let them go out into the private market and mm-hmm. find private investors who will invest their own money. And then the simple power of those people p- trying to protect their own investment right. will have them ask all those tough questions. And if And if they don't get good answers, then they won't invest. And that's how it should be.
0: Well, I think in this case... Uh, 34 million of the 51 million came from the federal government somehow people see that as free dollars or Santa Claus or wow we're so lucky we're just going to get this free money that none of us has to worry about and of course it's taxpayer money and that connection I think is problematic and I think that Missouri as a state and cities to get federal money we make bad decisions lots of times.
1: No, that's exactly right. And sometimes people make decisions. Localities make decisions simply because the federal government is chipping in. Well, it's half free. And that's... That is absolutely perverting our policy making. What we should be asking is, is this a priority for us? Right. And then even if we get a little bit of money up front, how are we going to pay for it 10, 15, 20 years down the road? The streetcar, the two and a half miles of streetcar we've put down in Kansas City is only 20 or 30 year lifespan. We're going to have to tear all this stuff up and sure. do it over again. And guess what? There's no federal grant for existing programs. It's got to be new.
0: Yeah, so it's very sad to think that the loop trolley will be dead within a year but uh, I think if we add the seven hundred thousand, it'll just be dead within two years listen, and cost more money. Here, and it's not gonna be alive in ten years.
1: Here's what I would tell the people who don't want to see the loop trolley die. It's already dead.
0: Well let's let's hope they listen to Patrick Tui of the Show Me
1: Institute. <laughs> don't count on it. Good
0: advice in my mind. All right, well thanks a lot. Nice talking to you about this. And uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see you in a couple weeks we what will. happens.
1: Take care. Thank you for listening to the Show Me Institute podcast. Find more at showmeinstitute.org.